This is episode 126 of Bella in Your Business. Do you feel like your business is going around on a merry-go-round? Well, I've got news for you. This episode is sponsored by my incredible webinar series called Jump and Scale. It gets you off that merry-go-round and up to the next level in your business. It's called Jump and Scale, and it's free for you right now. Just go ahead and sign up at jumpconsulting.net forward slash scale. You will learn how to grow your business, increase your staff, and not be held hostage to your business. So go ahead, sign up for free. That's jumpconsulting.net net forward slash scale. I'll see you inside. Welcome to Bella in your business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Welcome to Bella in your business. My name is Bella Vasta and this is where I bring you some of like the coolest people that have really impacted my life. And today we have Trevinia Barber with us and she is the founder of Priority VA. It's a boutique virtual assistant agency that matches elite level entrepreneurs like Todd Herman and Ray Edwards with highly skilled assistants who get the online space and come prepared to deliver a massive ROI right from the gate. Welcome, Trevenia. Hey, Bella. So glad to be here. How are you doing? I'm awesome. I'm so excited to have you here because I think one of the things that I'm seeing in our pet industry is that it's so exciting that people are actually, they're no longer saying they want to be a six-figure business. They're like mid-six-figure, seven-figure. And as that happens, you need support staff. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know, it's much easier for us to train someone how to walk a dog than it is to train them how to do tasks and help us out. So that's what I really wanted you to come in here today. You were gracious enough a couple months ago to visit us in the mastermind. So fruitful for all of us. I mean, so much just bombs and, and you're a speaker. So you guys get ready because the next 20 minutes is going to be awesome. And we have show notes for you. Woo-hoo. So, Trevinia, let's start off with what should we outsource? Yeah. You know, so for you guys, it's a little bit different, right? And I think that everyone often comes to us and they're, how do I know what to give my virtual assistant or how do I even know where to start? And it's different for every business. And so for some of you, it might be the billing stuff that just drives you nuts and you want to gouge your eyes out, right? For others, maybe it's the onboarding of new staff or new clients and that whole customer experience journey that maybe you just feel you need to up level. And if someone else was kind of taking care of it, it'd be better for you. So it will be different for anyone. I often say that the best things to outsource are the things that are sucking up so much of your time. So for me, in my business, it's email, it's calendar management, it's travel booking, it's things like that because I'm on the go all the time and people are always pinging me for someone else in their business. It literally might be following up with people after they have just had a new dog walker. Right. And like, how did that experience go? And like creating that real depth to that relationship that maybe you just don't have time to do. Yeah. Or don't want to do right. And typically those things that we don't want to do end up taking us the most time because we either procrastinate them, put them off or just feel like we don't want to do them. Right. Yeah. Ari Mizell has a saying that says the time it takes to do something versus the time it takes to actually get it done can be vastly different, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to bring that up. So you actually turned me on to him and that sounds funny, but I was looking for, you know, strategic people that could come into the mastermind and talk to us about productivity, you know, and delegation and stuff. And you had suggested him and uh, talk about mind blowing. So we'll have to put a link to him in the show notes because if you guys 
have not heard about him yet or you're not in the mastermind, you need to hear about him. He's amazing. So thanks for that connection. Trina. Yeah. Well, first get in the mastermind because that's where you actually hear all the good stuff that can, you know, be actionable quicker for you instead of having to wait for a podcast interview. No kidding. Right. And then just be overwhelmed and not know how to break it down or what to do with it. Thank you for that. So how do you know when you're actually ready to hire a VA? Because I feel like a lot of us are like, ah, it's all in my head. Don't you just read my mind? Yeah. No, they don't read your mind. They will get there. But when it's time for you, a few things that I like to kind of look at is it's just like having a child or getting married or whatever, right? You're never going to be prepared enough. Things are always going to be falling apart at some point. There will always be spilled milk. So you can't sort of pause getting the support that you need because you don't feel like you're ready. But here's some kind of indicators that'll help you realize like maybe now it's time to pull the trigger. Are you financially stable? So this doesn't mean you're making six figures right now, right? It might mean that for working with a company like mine, but you can get support even if you're, you know, bringing in a thousand dollars a month, you can still get some type of support in your business. So are you revenue positive? Not in the whole, I don't suggest people like put virtual assistants on their credit card and stuff like that. So be revenue positive for that. If you have a few things, and I'm talking like three, five things maybe that are repeatable processes in your business that you can get out of your head very simply by using a tool called useloom.com. It's a Chrome extension, free plugin. It literally, you record your screen and talk out loud and tell somebody step-by-step what you're doing. Cause right now you're doing the task anyway, right? So just record it, put that link in a Google document and then they can watch it. They can watch it four times if they need to, right? They can create a checklist from that. So you need at least three to five kind of repeatable things that you're doing in your business. It might be something you do every day, every week or every month, right? And those are the types of things that you can get out of your head onto paper. And then a virtual assistant can start to support you by doing those things. If you have a few of those things, then you're ready. If you're still in the like branding stages or you're still like trying to gather clients and stuff, maybe you're not exactly ready yet. You know, I think people can think like it's the cool thing to do, right? They want to get a virtual assistant. And so I have an assistant. Exactly. Like contact my (laughs) assistant. I know some very high level people that for years, I mean, They had email lists of 30,000 people and they were pretending to be their assistant, you know, Sarah at fill in the blank.com. They wanted to have an assistant, but they weren't ready yet. Some of that can be a mental block too. You know, you're afraid to spend the money. You're afraid like you have imposter syndrome. You don't know if you're big enough yet or if you're worth it or if you have enough for them to do. So we've got a bunch of resources on our website that'll help you kind of figure that out, right? There's one opt-in that we have. It's called 50 Things to Outsource to a Virtual Assistant. And it just gets your brain going, right? Of like... I didn't know a virtual assistant could do that, right? I didn't know that they could order gifts for my clients and have them sent, you know, to Peru. Like, yes, they can do those kinds of things. So look at things like that for ideas of what to outsource. And then we've got a ton of different resources on our site for how to actually get stuff done too. That's awesome. So since we're talking about it, it's priorityva.com is her website, you guys. We will have it in the show notes. So what I heard you say is you want to be revenue positive. You want to use Loom. And that what I'm hearing you say is that it's more of a mindset. If you're ready for it, you have to be ready to be there. It's not like, oh, you achieve X amount of dollars and now you are granted the opportunity to have someone help you. I literally know seven figure business owners that they're not ready to have help because they're like, 
clutching on to things with like a death grip, right? They're not ready to let go. I, I've kind of coined this term helicopter CEO, right? Like I love that term when you say all that. All over, right? They, they're not ready. They're micromanaging everything and they're not interested or willing to trust someone yeah. with the outcomes that need to happen in their business. People are really good at like, just do this task for me. People are good at that, right? Because they just mm-hmm. want it off their plate. But handing over kind of the keys to a specific portion of your business can be really challenging for people. And so I just suggest start small. You know, there are services that you can use, whether it's, you know, Priority VA or uh, Fancy Hands if you want to, Get Magic. There's so many different opportunities to kind of dabble with virtual support and get your feet wet. And what that's going to teach you is how to delegate because there's definitely an art and a science to it. It'll teach you how to communicate, right? And how to get your point across very succinctly. I want to dive into that whole like order taker and all the different levels of delegation. But before we get to that, there was so much goodness that you just said. And I want to talk about trust. You said trust someone to delegate something to. And that's something that, you know, even interpersonally we work with, the people closest to us can hurt us the most, right? So should a business owner feel hurt? If I delegate something to you, Trevenia, and you don't do it, does that mean my trust is broken? Or does that mean that we just need a working relationship with open communication? And we have to understand that it's not always going to be perfect. Can you talk to me about that? Yeah. First, Honestly, it's not always going to be perfect. I just got to get over that, right? Because you're not perfect 100% of the time, right? I was speaking at an event, this was last year now, but with a lot of seven and eight and sometimes nine figure entrepreneurs, right? And there was a guy in the audience and he said, my assistant, like, she's all right. I mean, she does well, like 85% of the time. And he was thinking about firing her, right? Like she's, she's good 80 to 85% of the time. Oh, no. Are you good a hundred percent of the time, dude? Like, no, you're not. And so you've got to sort of self-reflect too. Yes, there is always going to be problems, but when technology fails, cause it will, you know, the link's going to break, the email's going to have a grammatical error, whatever. They're going to send the wrong dog sitter to the wrong client or, you know, whatever. That's when I think you do have to fall back on relationship. And that's where that trust piece does come in. And it's not, it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. And you have to proactively work at building a relationship with your team so that when crap hits the fan, because not if, like when it does, you kind of have that to fall back on, right? Yeah. And I want our listeners to really understand that because I think they even get afraid once they hire someone just to do a pet sit. I mean, we're talking about internal operations, but the external operations of just becoming a dog walker, a pet sitter, people say, well, they didn't do it right. I don't trust them. I don't trust anyone. I can't hire anyone. And you guys, I want to draw your attention to the fact that that is your own mindset. That is your problem. It's not everyone else's problem. And it is a problem that you need to get mentally strong and do that personal development, whatever it may look like for you to get over that because it will prevent you tremendously from growing and scaling your company. And I love what you just said. And it it really is just like our, you know, my husband, he lets me down all the time, (laughs) but not all the time, but (laughs) enough, you know, and I have to keep reminding myself, you know what? He's not perfect. That doesn't mean he doesn't love you. He forgot to pick that up. Even though I told him five times, it doesn't mean that the whole relationship is to be thrown out you guys. And that's exactly what this is here. So I want to really caution you. Don't let your fear of extending that trust be broken that way, because most of the time it doesn't deserve to be like that 85% rule. Yeah. 
Trevinia, tell me, you said something really powerful in the mastermind. You kind of brought us through, you know, the difference between an order taker and the different levels of how we delegate or we allow someone to take ownership over tasks. Can you tell our audience more about that? Yeah. So, you know, there's definitely, this comes kind of from back in the day, strategic coach kind of created, I think, five levels of delegation. Ari then twisted a little bit to become six levels of delegation. And really, there are different ways to delegate. And if you can start to learn how to delegate and communicate effectively, because that's really all delegation is, is like explaining what the outcome you want is. But so kind of level, base level delegation is like, do as I say, right? Go order this thing on Amazon for me. Can't really mess that up. If they do, then call me. We have a problem, right? So there's a challenge there. So pretty hard to mess that up. And then you go on to like different levels of delegation, which means like maybe you want them to research something for you and get back to you with information and then you'll go order it on Amazon, right? Beyond that, it's research, get you some information, you'll make a decision, but then you'll give them permission to go order it on Amazon. And it continues up the line into level six delegation, which is that is like, I don't care what it costs, what it takes, get it done, right? I had that happen literally last week to me. I was at an event in Utah And there was this fancy Halloween garment costume party, like basically a Halloween party. And I was going to be Mother Mary. Okay. It was like a Walmart costume. And what I started realizing is that a lot of my peers, they were ordering like $400 costumes. I started to have imposter syndrome, right? Like I can't show up in a Walmart costume. Oh my gosh. So I tasked one of my assistants with, I was like, I don't care what it costs. I don't care what it is. Like, just get it here and make it be amazing, right? Like, I don't care. And so I gave them level six delegation of like, just get it done and make sure it's here by nine o'clock because the party started at 10. It didn't get there, guys. They ordered so many different pieces of this like really amazing costume that it was seven different shipments. And like four of the shipments made it. And so I had to wear the stupid Mary costume, right? That I didn't want to wear. And I was pissed off and stuff. But what I realized is that in that level six delegation, I was not very clear to say, like, make this as simple as possible. I need one box to arrive and I need you to like do whatever you can to make sure it's here by nine o'clock. I was like, just whatever, like get it done. And I didn't give enough direction, right? So it should have been kind of level five Mm -hmm. of like, here's my expectations, And I need you to fit within these parameters, right? Instead, I was like, level six, do whatever. And they did, but it didn't get there in time. I love that example. And it's, I think you truly have to fall on your face a couple of times or to realize like, okay, I, what you think is obvious to yourself, it's hard to get out of your own head. We all have that problem. But what I heard there was you owned it, that it wasn't necessarily their fault. They hustled, they made it happen. We just didn't have enough foresight to also say, make it like the simplest delivery possible. (laughs) And I was pissed off. Like, I'll be really honest. I was angry. I was like, oh my gosh, I get to look like an idiot with all these millionaires or whatever. (laughs) But I did learn through that is that I own a VA company, guys. Like I've been a virtual assistant before I started my company for 13 years. I've had this company for five and a half years and I still screw up, right? I still make mistakes. I still get pissed about something I shouldn't even have let bother me. It's like not a big deal. And so you'll have to work that and continue to up-level your own thinking no matter how long you've been doing this because we're always growing as leaders. Let me ask you this question. So we're saying like, give yourself leeway and, and give those other people leeway. Trevinia, how do we know when it really is time to say goodbye to a toxic relationship or one that's not working out for us? I think we have to look for patterns, right? Like, for instance, this costume thing. 
if I address that and I said, okay, like next time I really would like these things to happen. And then the next time I gave them an opportunity, something similar happened. And you're realizing that that kind of course correction isn't happening and it becomes a pattern, then it is time, right? Or we take into massive consideration personality profiles Uh when we're hiring and bringing people on. And you don't want someone who's going to be like absolute oil and water with you, right? You've got to make sure that there's some alignment Mm -hmm. in values and in kind of ways of thinking whenever you're bringing somebody on. So it starts at the beginning at the higher piece, which sucks because sometimes we have people on our team and we're like, dang, wish I would have noticed, you know, how absolutely different we are. And in those cases, I mean, you can look at doing things like shifting them into a different role because maybe they'll fit in like a great spot in your team, but maybe it's not direct one-on-one with you. So you don't always have to be so cutthroat, right? But I think that, you know, that sounds so cliche, you but do I think know. like in your knower, you know, when it's time. Yeah. Yeah, you do. But that's a great alternative too, to bring to the discussion of perhaps there's a shift that you can make and still allow them to excel, but just not be clashing with you, so yeah. to speak. So yeah, I, I and- love that. Just always be sure that no matter what you're doing, regardless of like the team member's role, if whether they're a dog walker or whether they're an admin staff for you, define what success looks like. Mm-hmm. Because none of us know what success means if it hasn't been defined clearly for us. My husband's threshold for success is like here. He's like super happy with like minimum information. And I'm like, no, no, no. My idea for success is like way up here because I need more facts and I need more information, right? I always have to define for him. Like, spell out what success in this role looks like or in this project. So make sure you're doing that too. Awesome. Seriously, every time I talk to you, it's like, you guys think that this podcast is all for you, but it's really (laughs) for me to talk with Trevenia. So thanks for listening. (laughs) All right. So we're talking so much about all this communication and setting expectations and correcting continue and all this stuff. But what's the best way to communicate with our team is just talking to them enough. I think, again, that's going to be different for everybody. I recently hired a millennial. It was kind of my very first kind of direct hire is going to work with me that was millennial. And I was like, I have never texted so much in my entire life, (laughs) right? Ultimately, that's not going to be a solution for me because I'm not a text. I don't give tasks via text. It doesn't work well for me. So again, you've got to find someone who shares a similar communication style for you. I would say a few tools that you can put into place that I find really helpful is definitely have a project management system. Even if you feel like you're not big enough, that you don't have like big projects, you absolutely do. There are recurring projects that happen and there are those one-off things that happen that if you put them into a project management system, again, you're going to be able to build systems and process around them so that when you scale and when they're bigger, it becomes a repeatable thing that someone else can do for you. So we use Asana in our business. Prior to Asana, I used something called Teamwork and Teamwork Projects. And that was a great thing for us, but we ended up switching back to Asana because I really liked the Slack integration Mm -hmm. for Asana. And so Slack is actually the other communication tool that I recommend because I can throw something in Slack I can use other things like uh, there's a cool plugin called Recordify. So I can actually put an audio into Slack and my team can turn that into a task into Asana, right? So it's one step for me. They kind of handle it and put it in the system that they like because I don't like logging into Asana if we're being really honest. So (laughs) I don't either. I get so lost in Asana, but I have yet to introduce Slack to it. What I'm realizing as I'm talking to you, and I think this might be a lot of the listeners too, is that 
we need to not only just bring on like these technologies or softwares to support us, but we need to know them at least 80%, you know, like not 20% and use it 20% and say, ah, that doesn't work for me. Like we really truly need to open up the owner manual or watch some videos and train ourselves on them. Because I think I'm like a lot of people where I just kind of jump in and just try to figure it out. But I actually need to take the time to slow down to understand if I'm using the features to the best of their benefit, therefore being the most articulate and time-saving for my team. Uh, Well, I don't want to totally disagree with everything you said, but I'm going to kind of disagree. Okay. I don't know that it necessarily has to be you. Yeah. So I will often task my team. We have on our team, we have a bigger team, but I have a tech girl, right? She's just amazing. Her name is Monica and she loves to research and fix it and break it and kind of do all this. So I say, Hey, I'm thinking about using this tool. Like, is it good for us? Because she knows me and how I communicate and she'll tell me like, you're never going to log into that. So that's dumb. Let's not waste that money. Right? So it doesn't always have to be you, but you do need to have someone who's going to look at what your end goals are. Because again, like this is the whole idea of you stepping into that leader and visionary role. So you explain what your end goal looks like, and then your team will help sort out the tools and the systems and processes that can get you there. That's I see what you're saying. See, my mindset was me figure it out and then dictate it out to everyone when I need to have a team that I can count on to do that kind of thing and then report back or collaborate with. I like to be of the mindset and this is very contrary to a lot of people. I'm actually coaching with somebody right now and she just, she does everything via Voxer, which is sort of a a walkie talkie app and her team hates it. Right. Cause she's like up at 3am Voxing them and they're getting messages and then they feel like they need to reply immediately, even though she's never told them they do. Right. They They see those unread things and then they're trying to pull tasks out of that. I tend to say that you need to set up systems in your business that are going to work for all of your team, not just you. And there are other camps that say, no, you're the leader and you need to bring on a team that's going to fall in line with what you want. But I want a team that's happy and productive, right? Not just productive. And so make sure that you're having that conversation too. Oh my gosh, you are so amazing. So last question for you before I let you go and uh, get on your road trip. What do you love most about the work that you do with Priority VA and all the people that you help? Oh, that's a hard one because, so we serve two people, right? We serve virtual assistants because they're contractors that work with us. We have to keep them happy. And we serve the clients as well, right? Who are helping push over the hedge to get their goals met in their business. But I would say one of the kind of most fulfilling things that we do is I know I'm a mom of four daughters and I know that so much of what we're doing is offering other men and women the opportunity to go on the kindergarten field trip. Right. And that's just huge for me because for many years I was absolutely struggling. Like, do I be a good worker or do I be a good mom? Cause I felt called to kind of kick butt at work but I felt like I was leaving my kids hanging. And so I feel like this is such a great marriage of the two of those where you don't have to choose. Yeah. That's amazing. That is the sound of someone definitely living their purpose. You know, it's so great when you get to that stage and you can feel like that every day. I really admire you and you guys should all go follow Trevinia. I know you have a downloadable offer for everyone that's listening right now. It's something okay. about an ultimate playbook for email delegation. Can it you- is my favorite thing. So I heard something from a friend of mine. His name is Taki Moore. And he said, you know what would be better than Inbox Zero? Zero inbox. And I was like, what? 
I want zero inbox. Like, how do I get zero inbox? And so I really became on this mission to figure out what do I need to do to not have email to check? And so we worked through it for years, my assistant and I, and we ended up kind of coming up with this playbook of how you could really truly end up having no email to check. And so that's available to you guys at priorityva.com forward slash Bella. Well, excuse me while I go sign up for that right now. (laughs) Trevinia, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. I know that you just blew some minds and I have a feeling people might rewind and re-listen to some of this. All of the show notes will be available on our website, you guys. And just remember, if you liked this or you want to give us a nugget of your biggest takeaway, go ahead and find out where you saw this posted and post there. Go ahead and check out Priority VA at PriorityVA.com. Follow Trevinia. She's got some really cool snake hunting missions in her backyard on Instagram. And she's a real awesome person to follow. And you guys remember, when life gets you down, always keep jumping. Thanks for jumping with Bella in your business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.